On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a big win over the Portland Trailblazers. Christoph Porzingis puts together a complete game, and Josh Green going off 10 assists. In the words of Jalen Brunson, tweet post game, all it said was Josh Green. We'll talk about that and how the Mavericks have looked different with Luka Doncic and with basically everybody out. How the Mavericks looked different and found some success in this stretch. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Like I'm Mad. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick engstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network this episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need subscriptions you can either negotiate better deals that uh, for the ones that you want to keep as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now. Subscribe to the channel. We're making our way. Climbing that ladder. Climbing the ladder to 9,000 subscribers. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com, the blowout blunder boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Say, watch that phrasing. Watch the phrasing. Um, 132 points for a non-Luka Mavericks team. I'm hyped. I, I I was generally hyped up through a good portion of this game. I mean, obviously, the second half was it just turned into a blowout. But when they first started getting that lead. It was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed this. Do, do you feel like the talent was equal on both sides? Because I went back and forth during the game. I, the Blazers had Damian Lillard, but they were missing essentially everywhere and everyone else except for like Larry Nance, Anthony Simons was playing. Don't you slander Nas Little. Nas Little was I playing. I love that guy. Was a Norman Powell fan. was playing for them. And so you're going back and forth saying, okay, I think the Mavericks may have more overall talent in this game. And then the the Blazers obviously have the best player in the game in Damian Lillard. But I kind of felt like the Mavs at a certain point had more talent, but still the, the thing that stood out in this game was the defense for the, for the Blazers, man, Scott Brooks was, was the interim coach for this because Chauncey Billups is out with health and safety protocols. And, uh, oof, they played some wizards level defense. Yeah. I mean, well, they got hit Scott with everything. Brooks, former coach of the Wizards. Yeah. I mean, like at the you know last moment this afternoon, you know, they lost, you know, Nurkic, uh, I think somebody else that got added to it, you know, late. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Dame was questionable going into the game. So I wonder how they were prepping, if he was going to play or not. Obviously, they lost Chauncey, too, like you said. So really, really weird, you know, timing for them. Fortunate timing for the Mavs on that to catch them like that uh, at home. But Man, I mean, just from the start, this Mavs team, they were ready to go. And I mean, you talk about, you know, players they added, you know, they pretty much didn't add anybody else. I mean, Dorian came back, you know, he missed last game. uh, So Dorian was back. Josh Green was back. But everyone out, everyone else for the Mavs is is still out. And, you know, Luca being still out, it looks like Reggie will be set to join them in Sacramento uh, as he was the first one out of this whole group to, you know, enter protocols. Uh, but you know, Maxie's still out. Tim's still out. Burke's still out. Like, I mean, the list goes on. And the NBA is looking at limiting the amount of time that players have to be out when they go in health and safety protocols uh, to six days. And so uh, some of these guys could come back a little bit quicker than we expect as well. 
Um, but it's hard to know which, which ones are on yeah. which timeline and all that. But um, Christoph Porzingis, I thought, stood out a lot in this game. 34 points for him, nine boards, five assists, two steals, two blocks. His passing at the beginning, he had... He scored or assisted on the Mavs' first 12 of their 13 points, and the, the one point came off of a Dwight free throw. But uh, basically the Mavs' first 12 points, KP either scored or assisted on. He really came out early and was a bit, had a big impact on the Mavs. Yeah, and it wasn't even just scoring. I, I tweeted out after the first quarter, kind of like his overall stat line. He, you know, he played eight minutes in that first quarter. He had seven points, a couple blocks, a steal, I think three assists, a couple rebounds. Like he was doing everything in those eight minutes. And exactly, I mean, this is exactly the type of stuff you want to see when Lucas not playing. And he he stepped up to that. And, you know, the the whole stat was going around at the beginning of the game of like, Porzingis has missed the last 15, 17 you know, threes. Seven, threes and you know and then he hits what three in a row after that and I was like super hyped in that moment I'm like knock him down boy let's go <laughs> he hit three of his three threes in the second quarter didn't hit a three the rest of the game I think he finished what three of seven in this game but finally had a quarter where you're just like okay KP is finally hot, like finally hitting his threes. He mentioned in the, you know, after the last game on Christmas Day that, yeah, his his free throws have felt good, his mid range has felt good, but he personally has not felt good from three. And so hopefully maybe that gets him in a little bit of a rhythm hitting those three threes in that second quarter. He's still hitting his free throws well, seven of nine in this game. And uh, yeah, he, he had a big impact. Also defensively, you know, two steals, two blocks for him. He was a big force for them in the paint. I thought he had some good boards. Um, but yeah, him and Dwight Powell, they, they ate it up in the paint for the Mavericks. They're just getting behind the defense, uh, picking rolls, just getting releasing in on those on those dives to the rim. And uh, <laughs> they scored. What do they score? Fifty six points from KP and Porzingis, and a lot of those in the paint. I mean, the Mavericks destroyed the uh, destroyed them in the paint. What did they finish with? Uh, 68 points in the paint for the Mavs. The Blazers only had 30. Like you just, I think if a team gives up 68 points in the paint, you can't win, right? I, I, I there can't be a team that has won when they allow 68 points in the paint. Yeah, if it, I mean 68, it's like okay. If it was 69, it'd been nice for KP. He, <laughs> guess how many games this season he scored at least 25 points this year? This year, six. You cheater. I, I'm just really good at this game. You I, really, I really haven't looked these up, but I'm usually pretty good at those games. Six times a season, he scored over 25 <laughs> points. And as far as 30 point games, this is his third time this season. He scored over 30 points. It just, it, it has felt like at times, and I could be wrong in this or just, it's just a weird feeling. It feels like he like caps out like he can't get over 25. And it feels like he always hovers around that like 22 to 25 range. He's had these games where he has a really good first, you know, half and the third quarter. And then he just like doesn't hit anything for the last like quarter and a half of a game. And this game, when he went over the 30 mark, I'm like, let's go. Like we haven't seen yeah. that a lot this year. And that's what they need of him. They they need KP to score 25 to 35 points in some, especially in these non-Luka games. And that we got a, if you want to say a vintage, you know, like KP performance, we got that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And he was doing it in a couple different ways. Now, he still, the reason why it feels like he can't get over 25 points is he hits a, it seems like he hits a wall in every single game, right? Where he's, he's making some easy baskets. He's getting, he's, his, his mid-range shot is going, maybe he hits a three, he always gets, hits his free throws, gets to the line. 
And then in the second half or the fourth quarter, he just doesn't show up, right? That's that's sort of what it's felt like this season. Or the defense kind of like locks in, and then all of a sudden he's taken out of the game. Uh, and in this game, he had well, he had six points in the fourth quarter. He played six. He played just six minutes because there's a lot of garbage time in this one. But um, we saw him put together a little bit more of a of a complete game for him. Uh, coming up, let's get into. I want to talk about how this team looks without Luca because we saw 38 assists in this game for the Mavericks. Isaac, when was the last time the Mavericks had 38 assists in a game? I'm going to say 1998. That is much, much more recently than that. It was 2015 was the last time they had 38 assists in the game. The Mavericks as a franchise have only done it um, 20 times total as a franchise, and they've only done it twice in like the 2000s. Wow. This is the third time. So we got to talk about the ball movement, how it's been different, how the Mavs have played without Luka. Jason Kidd mentioned it after the game, so we'll talk about that and explain why it's different coming up. But before we do... Let me tell you about Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly simple. They have Truebill concierges that help you um, to cancel these subscriptions. You'll never guess how much subscription companies charge you every month. On average, nearly $200 a month our uh, subscriptions companies are, are charging people. I don't know what kind of subscriptions people are, are out there getting, but if you're getting charged those, make your subscriptions, submit with Truebill, and they will be able to uh, help you with those, even negotiate some of the ones you want to keep. So go check out Truebill. Use the use the uh, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA URL. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. We've talked about it a, a little bit. The Dallas Mavericks win 132 to 117 against the Portland Trailblazers. Also, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. You get nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, including us at times. So listen to the Lockdown Now podcast on Apple, Spotify, or watch it on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. The Dallas Mavericks have looked different, right? 38 assists in this game. Haven't seen that since 2015, back when it was Monte Ellis, Tyson Chandler, Dirk, Devin Harris, and J.J. Brea both had nine assists each coming off the bench in that game. Ray Felton started. Ray Felton did start in that game. We haven't seen that a lot from the Mavericks. And Matt Moore, uh, HP Basketball on Twitter, our friend that hosts the Lockdown Nuggets from the Action Network, you know, big, big time NBA like personality. He said, He tweeted this during the game. I'm trying to make sense of how the Mavericks have played this well without Luka and all the others is a dangerous thought exercise. It feels like the NBA is just weird this season. And so let's, let's you and I on lockdown Mavericks go down this thought exercise. How have the Mavericks played this well? Now, I think a lot of Mavs fans would disagree that the Mavericks have played quote this well during this, this stretch without Luka. But I think you and I agree because I think we're allowing ourselves to look at some moral and take some moral victories in some of these games. The Mavericks have looked pretty good without Luca, especially considering the, the the amount of talent on this Mavericks roster. How we've bemoaned the amount of talent that the Mavericks have around Luca, but I think that they've looked pretty good in a lot of these games, and they have not been blown out at all without Luca. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would use pretty good. I think I would just say better than I thought. Yeah, like, expectations I don't think, matter in this. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that. You know, I don't think this team is winning a you know winning two games in a playoff series right now. 
so, or getting to a playoff series. <laughs> yeah, but they're playing without much- Luca. Let's let's put it the, the way that this team is, yes. has been playing the last couple of weeks without Luca and everybody. Without yeah, without Luca and half the roster basically. So that I just think they're playing they're playing so much better. I mean, this is what we were talking about the other day. Of like they're playing so much better than what we imagined. Like if you would have told me that they would you know lose an average of. 14 points in, you know, in these games that Luca isn't playing. And I'd be like, all right, I, you know, I kind of expect that. I kind of understand that, but they're not there. And you know, the other night at the very end of the pod, we were talking about, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for this, especially considering that they've lost three assistant coaches themselves to, you know, to the protocols. So I, I think what kid and them are doing with this team and, and bringing in guys like Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris and you know these these hardship guys, and just put and talking about it, and telling me it's like, dude, we haven't had a practice. Like they're trying not to. When I was at practice, what was it last week? And I was sitting there right in front of kid, hearing kids say, "Hey, we're just trying not to be together." After you know, anytime we're not together, <laughs> we're just trying not to to where you know to where hopefully we're not spreading. So it's like they're Jay, trying to stay headline, apart. Jay, Jason Kidd promotes disunity in the map within the Mavericks. But like they're trying to stay apart whenever they're not playing an actual game, and but yet they're still like making it cohesive in a way with these new guys that I just didn't expect. And I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. But I think how the style of play, I think some of it is it like take Luca's name out of it. You take a primary ball handler, the best player on the team, clearly the best player on the team. You take him off of the team. Then it's going to change the style of play, and it's going to it's going to be a motivating factor to the rest of the team. Of all right, now we got to step up as a team collectively. Each player different roles. Let's see who has the hot hand tonight. We'll ride the hot hand and go from there. And it can be a little like I don't even know what to say. Like energizing in the sense of like, hey, our guys down. You almost tell yourself you're the underdog. We're, we're our best players out. Now we got to step up and come together as a team to do this. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. So I don't even think it's a it's a, a knock towards Luca at all right now. No, and I don't think it is either. It's it's what we've talked about before with going small, right? Remember Jason Kidd a little while ago went small and the Mavericks picked up their defense and all of a sudden we started saying, man, that Mavericks defense looked really good during that stretch when they went small and they did small ball. They didn't play any centers at all. Didn't play KP. They just went small with all wings and a couple guards. And what it does is it, it picks up everybody. Cause Oh, this is different. I have more responsibilities. My responsibilities are a little different. I have to actually think about it. And so you're engaged as a player. And I think that's what we're seeing is okay. Luca's out. Everybody else has, everybody has to step up. Next man up mentality is next man up to get their five shots, right? Everybody gets five more shots basically because the vacuum of, of Luca is gone. And so I think everybody just, everybody gets a little bit more engaged and you got these new guys. These new guys have to be brought in. They're not getting a lot of practice time. And so you have to talk, you have to communicate, you have to speak to these, like you have to talk to these guys, tell them where to be on defense, tell them where to go on offense. And Brandon Knight after the game who Brandon Knight had a, had a great game in this one, we'll talk about him for sure. But Brandon Knight after the game said, this team communicates really well. This team talks on the floor all the time. You can hear us that we're talking and they communicate. It's made it really easy for us to integrate into this team and just being brought in out of the blue on these hardship deals. And Jason Kidd also mentioned this after the game. You, you heard this team talking a lot. That's what he said. And then he also said at the beginning of the season, if you go in the locker room, this team wasn't talking a lot. This team was quiet. This mm-hmm. was a quiet team. And now we're starting to see this come out. And so, I think it's I think it's because of all these different things that are just having guys, you know, you have to engage a little bit more because 
how difficult it is, right? You're like the level of difficulty without Luca and then adding all these new guys is, is upping that level. And so it's making everybody communicate a lot more. To answer Matt Moore's question of how the Mavs played, you know, this well, quote unquote, this well, they're four and four in their last uh, eight, eight games without Luca. That's that's well to me, right? I would expect the Mavericks to lose every game without Luca, no matter who the opponent is, right? Or who's out there, especially considering Tim's out, Reggie, Reggie Bullock's out. Uh, so many guys have been out. The Mavericks have played this well because of the ball movement on offense. They have to have it. They don't have a guy that can just take over. Brunson has done it a little bit where he can isolate and take over. And then their defensive versatility, they can switch around a lot on defense. And then I think it's also some some of its strength of opponent, too. This this Blazers team was not, like, at yeah. their peak, obviously. They're missing a bunch of guys. E.J. McCollum, Robert Covington, Nurkic, um, you know, all those guys. But I was more impressed. I think it's those first toward, two things that I mentioned. I was more impressed with the close loss to Utah. Than I think I was. Than I think I was winning this game. Yeah, that's probably I'm that's with, probably I'm with a hottest take. But I I think I, I was. I I just walked out of that game. I mean, you're talking about a fully healthy Utah team that I think yeah. every, a lot of people in the you know league right now say it's a clear top three in the West. And you took one of those teams without Luca, without half your roster, down to the wire. Some so I, I was impressed coming out. And you've seen that team go into this Portland you know game and say, hey, we're going to continue this play this energizing play. And I mean, they routed them. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that's why it's been different. What can they take in this, this stretch? So when Luca and Tim and Reggie Bullock and all the, and Maxi and all those guys come back, what do they take from this stretch? Is it just, we got to communicate more on defense and then on offense when Luca's not in, or even when Luca's in, we got to move the ball a little bit more. We've heard in the past, Chris Porzingis talk about the ball movement and we've almost laughed at it because it seems like, Hey, Give me the ball more. Like, let's move the ball a little bit more. He seems like he talks about that all the time. We heard, you know, uh, Donnie Nelson talk about it with Luka Doncic. Got to get teammates involved more. Got to know and you know, have that internal clock in your head and all that. Uh, is there something to be said about what the Mavericks are doing right now when Luka comes back and all of them? I think one of the first, one of the things that I would tell Luka is obviously Luka is going to get his shots back. He's going to do all of his thing. He's best player on the team. I think one of the things I would look at Luca or sit down with him and say, I think some we could we could adopt and move forward. It, it's not it's not as much. I get I really do get tired about the like passing the ball more for Luca that started last off season and all the stuff yeah. like he's like this huge ball hog or something. I do think Luca can look at it and say, Hey, can you move more? Like we're we're all moving. Like you look at I think you look at this team. You there's a pass and they're moving. Brandon Knight's passing, he's moving. Jalen Brown's yeah. passing and moving. Luca sometimes has this tendency to where if he's not really in the play, he's going to be in the corner. He's going to pass it off. He's going to chill on you know on the wing. All right, you you guys do your thing on that side of the court. Do your little pick and roll. People are always cutting and moving right now, and it feels very very obvious to see that. So I think the whole thing, and this goes into the whole getting in shape and all that stuff. If he's in better shape, if he's healthy and stuff, move, 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 pass, move. If it's not just ball movement, it's also your body movement too. If let's see Luca cutting, let's see Luca running to this side or going off screens. I mean, he's never going to be Steph Curry of off ball <laughs> movement or Ray Allen or something like that. Yeah. But we can at least get him like maybe halfway there. Let's just let's get him <laughs> let's get him between Rockets James Harden and Steph Curry, right? Like let's get him there you go. somewhere in between there, right? He's trending more towards Rockets James Harden at this point. But yeah, I I completely agree. That's what that's one thing is moving without the ball and then um 
getting like just getting other people involved, making a pass early in the offense, not just walking up the floor. This Mavericks team has played faster, right? Yeah. They've played they've played a faster pace. At least it's felt that way because of the ball movement. But they've played a faster pace than what they normally do with with Luca. Just a just a little bit, not a lot. Um, but that stands out, and it stands out that they move the ball around a little bit, that they share the ball, that um, it's not just one guy sticking with the ball. And Porzingis has is is been a catalyst for this, right? He's a guy that, you know, he does take some of his, his isolation post-ups, and every once in a while he'll, he'll take one of those. But when he has a better pass, like when he has a better opportunity to hit a guy that's in a better position to make a play, he does that. And he moves the ball a lot. He had five assists in this game. We've seen his passing improve over this stretch. And uh, he's been a good catalyst for, for this ball movement and all that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think, you know, we want to talk about Luca. I want to talk about Porzingis and like when these guys come back, I think one of my bigger questions is, is the other guys is the Reggie, Tim, Tim Maxi, you know, how, and it, it, even the guys after them, it's the, Franks, Moses, Sterling Brown. How are how are some of these guys' minutes like impacted if they just got some decisions to make moving forward? Like if these guys keep on playing like they are, I mean, you have three guys in Theo Pinson, Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, that if they I mean, I know Marquise Chris didn't play, I mean, how much did he play tonight? He didn't play a ton. A lot. He played nine minutes in this, but it's like if if there's a I mean spot there and you're like, all right, dang, well, are are they really just gonna you know, open the door and say, see, ya, you know, to, to all three of these guys, even though they're playing really well, Trey Burke, Willie Cauley Stein, like these are guys that I, I'm really curious on, you know, over these next few weeks. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. We're going to be saying that about a lot of guys coming up in this, in this stretch coming up. Let's get into the rest of this game. There's some good things that happened in this game. And we got to talk about this new segment. I'm excited for it's hot man, the hot player, the hot player of the game via, via Dirk Nowitzki. We got to talk about who that is coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money, to put down some uh, dough on Sports, any kind of sport. They have basketball, they have boxing, they have football. College football playoffs are coming up this weekend. They are coming up real quick, real soon. Um, Alabama, Georgia. No, no, no. Hold on. What, what, what am I looking at? What are you <laughs> Coming. Uh, the college football playoffs. You can go bet on, bet on these games right now. I think what I was looking at is the the odds on what the national championship would be. So if it's Alabama, Georgia in the national championship, Alabama would be a one and a half point favorite. If it's Alabama, Michigan in the national championship, Alabama would be a six point favorite. They have all kinds of stuff like that on Bet Online. All kinds of different odds, props, uh, live game stuff. Go bet on it. Use the promo code Locked On. You can get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you deposit fifty bucks. They'll give you 25 extra bucks just to use on whatever you want. So go check it out. NFL is, is coming down to the wire. The Bengals destroyed Isaac's Ravens. Great okay, win. Okay, Donovan Mitchell. A great a great win for a, for a great team this year. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get back into this game. We have a lot of we have time to talk about what the offense will look like without Luca. Uh, when Luca comes back and all that kind of stuff, but I want to focus on this game because the Mavericks did pull off a, a really good one in this one. Uh, let's just get right to let's get right to it. The hot man, the hot player, hot player. Dirk giving us that giving us that drop. The hot man, the hot player. Josh Green is my hot player of the game. 
Josh Green comes in, first game back from being out with health and safety protocols. He plays 26 minutes, 9 points, 10 assists for Josh Green. Definitely his career high. Four rebounds for him, a couple of steals as well. Only one turnover with those 10 assists. And then only uh, and he had a couple of fouls, but he was he was guarding Damian Willard at times in this game. He, to me, was uh, the hot player just because of his passing ability. It's something that we've seen, and it's his one kind of second discernible... Second best passer on the team? <sighs> no, come on. Yeah, Luka down. <laughs> I said second. Second best passer on the team? Yeah. You might be able to talk me into that. Brunson, the, Brunson has been Brunson has, has upped his game passing. Like he's had some yeah. eight assists, eight assists, nine assists in this game games. And so I'll put Josh Green very comfortably third on the team. There you go. Now I, I you know, we've been talking about over this over the stretch here where all the hardship guys have been playing. And, you know, when KP missed, you know, a few games there and stuff, that's like, man, all right, if we're gonna miss all these guys, I really wish Josh Green could have been in there to play right. with, you know, these young guys. And, you know, we got kind of got a little bit of that experience tonight. You know, I think you tweeted uh about it and cause we were wondering the other day, it's like, well, what role is he gonna have? Like, is he gonna step in and like play right away? Is he gonna start? Is he gonna be and you know, he played pretty early on. My big question was is like Theo Pinson going to play over Josh Green, right? Is 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 Jason Kidd going to sub in Theo Pinson in the first quarter and then Josh Green coming later? Or is like Sterling Brown going to sub in after, you know, before Josh Green or something like that? That's That was my question is what was it going to look like? What, were, what was the... Um, what was the rotation going to look like specifically for Josh Green? And Josh Green got early first quarter, f- first quarter minutes. He was one of the first guys off the bench for the Mavericks. And so that was a good sign for me that they pro- they hope they are trying to develop Josh Green. And that they, they do think that he can be a viable NBA player um, over some of these other guys. Are they pl- like playing him some extra minutes for trade bait? Maybe. <laughs> You you buying that? But but in this game, he showed us that passing ability is real. Like there are some yeah. passes where he drives and a, a player jumps at him. He jumps and he does a lot of jump passes, which you can get away with a little bit in, in this game. But that wraparound pass to Porzingis was incredible. His kickouts, like just the way that he can be on one side of the court and throw the ball to the complete other side of the court to find the open guy and just finding the best player with the best um spot and in the best position to score is is a skill i think him and i think also frank showed showed that a little bit in this game too but josh green specifically showed that is his one discernible like nba skill that stands out yeah well i mean yeah his athleticism you know too it's just it's weird because it's like you're not gonna iso him out and say hey go iso this guy get to the get to the basket he's not your point guard no but when he catches the ball like and he's moving like he can he knows the right pass to make and he he has a really nice touch or a nice feel of the game of like hey i know where you know where to pass the ball where the open guy's gonna be so yeah i, lo- I love josh's minutes tonight i mean honestly this segment could go to a handful of players because we haven't even I'll talked about brandon <laughs> i mean i think besides kp you know scoring 34 you could i mean honestly give it to brandon knight scoring 18 points off the bench like this is a guy who, you know, I think some people thought he was washed after the first game. And who would say that? Who I would come know. on a podcast and say this guy is washed after seeing him for just 10 minutes? This who stretch would, of who, five games who would could determine the entire season. And it could define the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> and what else what else have I said that's dumb that we can You had back no up? clue that this COVID thing was gonna come back either. I did not. No, yeah. It really it did define the season. Um but no, I mean, 
what Brandon Knight, we, we talked a little bit about him being this fat guy, you know, that Jason Kidd knows. And why is Brandon Knight playing over like a Carly Jones? Because he trusts him. He knows that, you know, this guy can run the offense. Line. But I mean, he took Dame off the dribble one time. I mean, he had a couple threes in this game. I was kind of I was kind of happy for him. Um, I was really happy for him. 18 points, 5 assists in this game, just two turnovers. He, like you said, he hit a couple of threes and controlled the offense. Like it, it yeah. was I kind of wonder, okay, is he a like he's probably a player that if he keeps playing like this and keeps it up like this, the Mavericks should keep him over some of these other guys. He can't be a two-way player, but you know, if if Trey Burke comes back, is is there going to be a decision between Trey Burke and Brandon Knight? Is that the tough decision that Cuban mentioned the other day? Yeah, no, I think that's very real. I mean, I, I because then you you got another vet. I wonder what the age difference between Brandon Knight and Trey Burke is. Well, Brandon Knight's thirty one. Let me look up Trey Burke. Over here. Trey's not that old. You can um, talk during this, but <laughs> talk to. Uh, but no, <laughs> two years. Uh, Trey Burke is twenty nine. Just turned twenty nine. Okay. Obviously, the money part, you know, Trey Burke's deals is the big one. Um, yeah. Just straight out waving it, you know, you'd eat some money with that. But I think Dwight, I mean, Dwight deserves a little bit of praise in this game. How many, how many and ones did he have in the paint to where he just like somebody touched his arm and he just kind of like threw it up like one handed, like and as he's coming down and it goes in. I'm like, oh, well, he took another. seven free throws. And I think probably like four of those were and one, like four of those were from <laughs> and ones. Uh, but yeah. Dwight had an insane stat line for a starting center. 22 points in 24 minutes. Three rebounds. All of them offensive. Like, mm. three offensive rebounds. Probably zero, off his missed shots. Zero assists. Zero steals. Zero blocks. Five fouls. Uh, hit a three. And he was 9 of 11 from the field. Just like a weird stat line for yeah. a starting center. But he was eating them up inside because the backline defense for the Blazers was just, I mean, at times just not even existent at all. There was the last Josh Green assist was to Porzingis, who got behind the defense in transition. And there was no one there. Just no, like everybody lost a seven foot three guy in transition. Him. Like, how is that even possible? Um, But yeah, I mean, I, Dwight scoring 22 in this game was big for him. You're saying yep. that he could have been the hot man, the hot player. I, I just think there were a handful of guys who could have could have had that tonight. I mean, Moses is Moses. Like you know what you're getting with Moses at this point. Um, he's fun out there. You know, <laughs> he's fun. Last thing I want to talk about this game though is the Boban, Boban the Boban minutes at the at, in the uh, the second quarter. I thought were really interesting. I think I think J Kid completely overthought. What he was doing there. He's like, okay, KP and, and, and Dwight are really eating them up inside. They don't have any defense inside at all. And so he's like, let me throw out Boban out there because so he'll take advantage of this small team. And it's just that's the complete opposite team that you want to throw Boban out there against. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I texted you, I was like, I wonder why Boban's in the game right now. Uh, <laughs> it was only had, two minutes, but it just stood out as really strange. But you know, he hadn't played in a handful of games, you know, in a bit either. So it might have just wanted to keep him in there, get some run with him and you know, keep him happy with that. You always want Boban happy, but oh, on the sure. other side, you know, Day, you know, I thought Dame looked a little rusty. Um I thought Dame looked really uninterested in this game. It just <laughs> came out there. It didn't feel his impact a lot in this game. Yeah. No, I I, I feel the same way. I mean, Dorian had a, an amazing block on him going towards the basket that I mean, he didn't even know Dorian was going to get to that. Love that. Love Dorian. 
It's a fun game. I mean, you put up 137 points on anybody. Uh, it's a fun one. Now we'll see. I think, you know, they're, they're going to Sacramento. We'll see what happens as far as who can join them, who's going to be back for that. And then we have, I mean, the roster moves coming up. I mean, we know that the trade deadline stuff, you know, coming in February, you know, the new year's coming this weekend and, Man. you know, we're inching closer to a month away from uh, the deadline basically. So we're, we're probably what, six weeks out. I was, you know, when does trade stuff start heating up again? We'll see. We talked briefly about it on yesterday's podcast, but uh, I think before any of the trade rumors start back up, Dallas will have to figure out, well, crap, do we, do we need to wave somebody? Do we need to, I saw somebody, somebody, you know, got waved. Yet. I think it was Elise Johnson for the bulls. You know, they, yeah. they waved him to sign for somebody because McKinney. Yeah. Cause McKinney played so well off the hardship. And I really do think, I think one of these guys, if not two of them, We'll stick around with the Mavs. We'll see you. That is, we'll have a lot of shows every single day talking Dallas Mavericks. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Go to Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.